Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. It's the end of the year, and as we head into a new year with unforeseen possibilities, it's time to examine our creative processes. How do we produce our work? Is it serving us? Chances are there are portions of our approach, being, vision, and expression that can be challenged, shaped, and refined. The best way to do that is through the lens of memoirs by two drastically different yet similar artists, combining lessons from the worlds of drama, improv, sketch comedy, and performance art. Today's episode of Getting Work to Work features seven creative lessons to practice in the new year. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 648. I've been devouring two memoirs this week, and they're both by artists, and they're from two drastically different yet similar worlds, sketch comedy and performance art. From Bob Odenkirk, better known as Saul Goodman, is the memoir Comedy, 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 Drama. And then from performance artist Marina Abramovich, Walk Through Walls. And I don't think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I'll probably say it differently each time through this episode. While I can imagine the world painted by Odenkirk in his memoir, I can't even comprehend what it's like to be a performance artist, using my body as a canvas, exploring relationships in unique ways. This is just mind-blowing stuff to me. But regardless of your medium of choice, whether you're a filmmaker, performance artist, podcaster, web designer, there are countless teachable moments in both of these memoirs, and I think that you're going to find them really interesting, and I hope that you'll challenge your process with what I share in today's episode. So I'm going to share seven creative lessons that you can practice in the new year. The first lesson comes from Marina's book, Walk Through Walls, and it is practicing the core of her work. As she writes, endurance, concentration, perception, self-control, willpower, and confrontation with mental and physical limits are the core of her work as a performance artist. She lists several exercises that she does in workshops to challenge her students, but one in particular made me stop and think. As she writes, slow motion exercise. For the entire day, do everything very slowly. Walking, drinking water, showering. Peeing in slow motion is very difficult, but try. While I don't like this exercise, I don't think many of us listening to podcasts probably like to do anything slowly. Chances are you're listening to this 2x, maybe 1.5x. But what if you tried to do everything slower? What exercises can you do, apart from trying things slowly, daily, that will help you connect with this core of our work? There are so many things that we can do to challenge ourselves. And I think by looking at our endurance levels, our ability to focus, how we see the world, how we control ourselves, our willpower, our limitations, when we can challenge these things, we can go deeper, we can go further than what we thought was possible. The second exercise comes from Abramovich as well. Sit at a table every day 
and write down ideas for several hours. Keep the ones you like and throw the ideas you hate into a trash can below the desk. Now, the spin on this exercise is what captured my attention. At the end of each day, Abramovich would keep the ideas that students trashed, and in three months she would share them with her students. And those would often be the ideas that were worth exploring. And what she realized is that students were trashing those ideas because they were afraid of them. They were keeping the safe ideas and trashing the ones that were actually interesting yet feared. What are the ideas in your creative process that you're trashing? Because maybe you don't know how to go about them, or maybe you're just unsure of them. Are you keeping them or are you just trashing them? I hope that you'll find a way to keep them and revisit them when you can see a way forward. The third creative lesson to practice in this new year, avoid what Bob Odenkirk calls corporate blandification. (laughs) I absolutely love this phrase because it explains so much with so very little words. How can you avoid what Odenkirk describes as corporate blandification? There are so many ways to interpret this phrase. He doesn't really go through and describe what it means, but I think each of us knows what that means for us. What are the ways that we play it safe? That's what I think blandification means. Making it so vanilla, so safe, so not disruptive, not What's the word I'm thinking of? It's just non-offensive. What are the ways that you can take a risk? Try something different. Maybe use a different color palette. But really, it's about getting uncomfortable. And doing that idea that seems silly, that seems dangerous, that seems disruptive. And again, it's fear that leads us to embrace corporate blandification. We want to be accepted by as many people as possible. And yet, it chips away at us each time we do that. Each time we put on the polo shirt of blandification, we let something go. And I do think that it is a philosophy that we embrace over time. And I think that the more we can push away from that blandification, the more we take creative risks that maybe we wouldn't have if we let that part of it go. The fourth is another gem from Odenkirk's book, and he describes a writing process called Make It Work. And he continues to say that this process of making it work, quote, transformed many a half-assed notion into hard laughs. I love this process a lot because so often when we come into a brainstorming solution, we want something that uh, is fully formed, that if we spend the time to fully shape an idea before sharing it, then maybe it wouldn't get rejected. But what if we just bring an idea or half of an idea or even a statement into something, into a process, into a brainstorming session, whatever it is, however you work, and allowed it to be shaped into something new, into something different, what would it become? What if we just let go and didn't hold so tightly of our precious gems and allowed it to be shaped into something new? This is something for me that is definitely a challenge, but one I'm excited about because 
There's so many things that we could do that could be improved upon instead of just trying to perfect it before sharing it with others. The fifth creative lesson, again, comes from Odenkirk. He always had another project ready to go, another idea. So always have another idea ready to go. In the face of rejection, he would always say, that's okay, I have another idea ready to go. This is so mind-boggling to some people. If you get rejected, is it the idea or me as the artist that's getting rejected? And what I'm taking away from this gem from Odenkirk is that the idea is what was getting rejected, not him. And so by having another idea ready to go, he was showing himself as someone who always came up with things, whether they were good or bad. And I love that. What is it about your creative process that allows you to separate yourself from your ideas so that you can keep generating whether they are good or bad? And again, this leads to the sixth creative lesson. Whether you are having good or bad ideas, whether you're constantly getting rejected, never stop making things. It can be hard when you have gone through a period of extreme burnout or fear or perfectionism. There are things that can stop you from making things. It's time to start making things again, because that is the only way I believe to really heal from being hurt, from being burnt out, from being so tied in with your identity as an artist. Never stop making things. Seventh and finally, this comes from Marina Abramovich's book, Don't let fear stop you from taking a chance on a creative idea. And this is a spin off the trash can idea, but it's different because she shared how often she felt fear before a performance. But once she was actually in the performance, all fear, all pain, all emotion connected to that performance disappeared. And I can relate to that because I would often be worrying about everything, about a shoot, about a project. But once I was in it, I was in it. And I think as creatives, we can all relate to that. Once we get into the zone, once we hit flow, once we hit the project, we're in it. And so regardless of what you're feeling heading into the new year, Jump into your projects, jump into your process and feel those things. I love these creative lessons. And if you read these two books by Odenkirk and Abramovich, you too will get an unlimited amount of creative lessons in there. There's just that many in these books. But if there was a thread winding through each of these lessons, it's this. Find a way to not let fear control your creative process. There is always going to be something to hold you back. But I think that when you hold back, you're only going to be stuck in that purgatorical state of mind coined by Odenkirk as corporate blandification. You'll be creating artwork for an algorithm instead of for a human being. And nobody wants that. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.